Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm playing Amar the Fighter. I'm JD. I'm playing Keela, the Beastmaster. I'm Nathan. I'm playing Sanagar, the Witch. And I'm Zach, your Dungeon Master for this session, and this is ChimeraCast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at, at ChimeraCast. Up, boom, we're on the, on the on our way. This map, you said it was just of the waterways, or is it like kind of the surrounding area? It is of the surrounding area of the swamp, and I was actually going to say it does kind of direct you a little bit. It has signings, uh, it has inscriptions on it, like handwritten stuff that says like the flowers and circle an area. The ink traces up certain waterways, pointing towards directions that you could take. Is the temple on here? Or would that be a flower? Is that okay? Who's coming to wake up Keela? Cause she is sleeping in. I will. Did you sleep outside? I know that if I understand correctly, here's a question. Did Amar sleep outside? So in light of Tokenuk's recent passing and trying to hold somewhat to the memory of his friend, uh, Amar, slept outside. So as the it, sun comes starts to come up, he moves inside to talk with Sanagar. Was your private meeting with the king fruitful? Yes, we can follow my brother's findings toward the blood moon flower. It's all marked here on this map. Where's Keela? Uh, I didn't see where she went last night. I was distracted. Hell, all, all right. And Sanagard gets up off the floor. Where's Keela? Are you fucking kidding me? Keela has a chance to sleep on a bed, like a nice bed. That's where she's sleeping. Hey, Keela, wake up. Are you like at the door, or are you coming inside? No, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in here, like kicking, okay. kicking at the bed. Renette is probably gonna fly up from like their their cuddle pile that they were all sleeping in, and like swarms at your head a little bit angrily. I'm not attacking her. I'm trying to wake her up. What the fuck? Sanagar throws the map onto the bed. Hey! Can you navigate the waterways to get to the Blood Moon Flower? What? You got anything to eat? No! Well, I'm not, I'm not gonna fucking go out on an empty stomach. And I'm not cooking you breakfast. Get up! Kill's gonna, like sit up and kind of like rub the sleep out of her eyes and grabs the map you don't you don't have any coin buy breakfast no that was the agreement was you get to keep anything we find well we haven't found anything yet so it can't buy me breakfast the reason that you're getting that is that I can't pay you anything because I'm broke fuck alright fine get out I'll be downstairs look at the map oh fuck and get there hold on just woke me up yeah I did I was here can you can you get, uh, do those waterways still work? And she kind of angrily grabs the map and, and unfolds it. Not much used to working with maps, but uh, some of this is right. Well, some of it's all wrong. Swamp's been changing a lot lately. I wouldn't trust it. Do you think you can use it to get us there? This is pretty deep in. 
between me and Renette, we should be able to figure it out. All right. Sanagar goes back, closes the door. Cool. Unless anyone else has anything, I think you guys are going out of the city. Are we on foot or did we manage to? Are we? S- we have a raft. Right. Yeah. That's a big thing. I think you guys get out of the city, get to the raft, are slightly accosted by Pole and Horace. What do you say about that? It's dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. Oh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Tell the girl who never fucking goes into the swamp that it's dangerous in the swamp. Thanks, boys. You're, you're a real testament to your to your position. Keela just, like, spits on the ground in front of him as they get on the raft. You guys get on your boat. <laughs> Keela. Are, did we resupply an ore? I assumed so. I assumed that was, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. I assume I also resupplied you, breakfast. So you guys are able to get an ore and some breakfast. No problem. And you can make your way. What I'm seeing this as is because I'm not interested in the Undertaker Perilous Journey, I'm actually just interested in a wisdom roll from Keela. What's up? I'm not going to do that. Cool. I have a wasp for that. Ah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because Renette is the watcher, uh, I've used this before, but I'm using it again. The trick is that the watcher scoffs ahead, which is what I'm assuming you're mostly interested in, right, is dangers and avoiding dangers, whatever, right? And as the river, like, adjusts itself. Right, right, right it's exactly. Back. Yep. Yeah. So the watcher scouts ahead. When they return, the GM will give you a good understanding of the surrounding area. That's literally what we're talking about. There's Love a, it. There's a reason I took a watcher. So for tricks, I roll plus guile. Renette's guile is two. That is an 11. So on a 10 plus, the trick works well. That's it. That's all it says. Great job. <laughs> you did it. Hey. So, yeah, basically, we're looking good. I know exactly what's going on and where we should go to avoid, you know, avoidable trouble. That is to say, if something's unavoidable, I don't think we can, you know, get past it or whatever. But we're not going to just be caught up on, like, oh, well, there's no water here because the river changed. Mm-hmm. I'm probably taking notes on the map, actually, just for our own reference. But it makes sense that I would probably be updating things as I know about them, at least on the route that we're taking. I'm not really used to having maps or dealing with maps, but like to me this is a huge luxury and I'm I'm going to make use of it, I think. Hell yeah. Renette's going to get you to where you're going no problem. But also in effect the trick works really well. Renette comes back a little bit like worried and panicked. How do you sense, you know, like that kind of thing where it feels like Renette wants to pull it, pull the ship aside for a minute? Yeah, I mean, I can read Renette's body language really well, like her, the way that her antenna move, and she's moving her legs, and her, and like as she, I probably hold out my my arm, and she's gonna land on it like a, you know, like a hawk would for a falconer, and uh, the way that like she is flexing her, uh, like her kind of radiant wings, right, that have that shifting color pattern in them, the way that that's happening, I could definitely read that she's agitated, and like so, the way that we communicate is pretty much up to me whether it's like speech body language telepathy whatever so i'm imagining us being able to communicate fairly well even though all i'm doing is reading body language so i know whether i need to shift direction or i know kind of she would be able to communicate to me through her movements like what kind of threats are up ahead you know numbers things like that heck yeah renette tries to pull you off to the side to a smaller stream that obviously is going to go towards a, a, a dead end of itself, right? She seems kind of frantic and wanting to pull you towards that. Are you guys going to follow her down that stream? 
So I'm going to turn back to Amar and say, um, we should, uh, we should turn down that stream there, that small one. Very well, if the wasp says so. Her name's Renette. Excuse me, if Renette says so. I probably have a hand, like, resting on Ilric's head as Renette is probably, like, flying up and around and keeping an eye out again, right? Just kind of, like, hovering above us, not seeking out, but keeping watch from where we're at right now. So this stream is going to end, right? Yes. And we're going to have to go on foot. Yep. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, you'll, you'll get off the boat. Right, right. If we keep following the major tributary up, we can keep following it, but Renette's very anxious about it and well it seems like there'll be something bad waiting for us so we should take this tributary into it the smaller one and well it'll end we'll have to go on foot but if it's the safer route i think we should take it agreed there's no rush as far as i can tell better the safe path all right turn up here then amar he does so you guys will slowly go down the stream and a few minutes in, it'll hit you. This horrendous smell. Ugh. Something like burning excrement, but then you just put a bunch of dry, dead leaves on top of it, so it feels very earthy, but just, ugh. Just horrendous. Are you saying that something is literally, it literally smells like something's burning? Yeah. Is there smoke? Not in the not in a way that's like a, a fire fire. As you approach, you'll see a, a small a small stream of smoke. And as you guys get closer, you'll see a small hut. And outside that hut on its big fire, something's burning, and that is probably what's emitting this foul stench. Your sentence was structured a little weird. There's a fire outside of the hut. There's a, yeah, there's a fire outside okay. of the hut. Does Amara see anything? Like, what's around the hut? Is there anybody there? No. Is this at, like, the point where the stream ends? Yeah. Okay. You guys here are rocking around inside of a cage. Wood on metal. I guess this is our stop. I'm going to hop off and... Because I don't really have a problem walking through swamp water, I'm probably the one to jump off and I, like, guide the raft or, like, drag the raft kind of up onto shore. Keela should be worried about the people that live around here. Like there's all, they're probably dead. Most who don't live in Thorso are long gone by now. Well, then who started the fire if they're dead? How the fuck would I know? I just got here. Is it is it like smoldering? You said there's no smoke, so it is smoldering. Like it's been burning for a long time. Amar goes and walks around it and mm-hmm. is trying to see what like I don't know. Is there fragments of something that was like burned to hide something? Heck yeah. Uh, go for discern realities. Three. (laughs) (laughs) You're poking around the fire, and I think you all are kind of getting adjusted to being on the shore. The camera kind of does a 180 whip back to where the boat's sitting, and then zooms beyond it into the river. And it's kind of, it's still lightly misting outside, and you just see rise out of the water to big, bulbous eyes as they open close and sink back down into the water yeah i think you're fucking around with this fire 
you see some little small package in there that kind of that is emitting the stench really heavily in your face. What do you do? I mean, if you're checking out the fire, Keela's going to check out the inside of the hut. So I'm going to push the door open with my spear. It opens. There's like a sack of rags. It's probably a sack of rags that would be used as a bed. Nothing really around. There is a, a small scroll that has some writing on it. I mean, I'm going to grab it and look at it. What does it say? It's a really long. It's actually kind of like a diary. I skim it. Highlights include. <laughs> the swamp seems totally fucked. Every time I travel riverways, I can't quite make them straight. <sighs> I just don't think we're going to be able to get through this one. I think the other thing that kind of, like, there, it's really sparsely written. It's not the thoughts of a man who had much to say. The other entry that you see, which actually might catch your eye. Son says that he understands animals. Says they understand him. Something stupid like that. Talking about the world's changing, I suppose. Nothing's changing for me. What's making this rattling noise out here? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. There's this big old cage. About the, bigger than the size of a dog cage, about. Okay. Inside it, you just see this big, almost insectoid-like creature with its two front claws roped together so that it can't snap at you as it rattles around inside of these this cage. Do I know what this is? Probably not. Okay. Not. I don't think I don't think you specifically would. Well, I have a familiar that can get information for me. You also have a friend who knows the swamp. Okay, fine. Keely, you've keistered this scroll and are walking outside as Sanagar is investigating this creature in its cage. What the hell is this thing? I'm like probably still flipping or like rolling up the scroll or whatever and hadn't really been paying attention, but look up. Whoa, it's fucking huge. I've never seen one that big. Seen what that big? That's a crayfish. What? It's a crayfish. I don't, I, that's what it is. You asked me. I told you. Not fair. Here, what? get out of my way. Uh, I'm going to push it to the side. I'm going to pull out a dungeon ration. Well... Just it just it just says a ration. Yeah. So it's probably salted something salted salted like Meat salted balls. swamp fish. Yeah, I, I would imagine that there are gross fish that live in this swamp, right? And so we probably salt those and keep them around. So that's probably what it is. I'm gonna gently like push it in like through the the slots of the cage. I'm gonna try and like earn this thing's trust. Yeah, as you do so, it, like, scurries right up to the front. I think crawfish have it in their kind of front underside, their little mouth there. Mm-hmm. And it, like, eagerly, like, eats it, eats at the food. Um, I start, I like, petting its head. As soon as it's done with the food, it, like, scuttles back to the, back against the backside of the cage. I think it'll be all right. It's just hungry. Here, Amar, help me open this. Amar does so. Yeah, you you bust it open with. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. you're not gonna like. Oh, I mean, do you want to roll for or like? Oh, on a bin bars live gates. Yeah, oh, that's oh, what I was going okay. for. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. It's it's heavily reinforced. It would take a a, a, a real man to do this. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a big crayfish, right? It needs a big cage. Yeah, it yeah. would actually kind of make yeah. sense if, especially since so. I mean, table talking it. I'm, he he'll be my brute if this goes off well. So like, it makes sense that it would have broken out of a couple of cages. And so now this one's pretty tough. 
eight. On the Ben Bars lift gates, we also haven't done this. Could you read it, especially oh, the yeah. seven through nine list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually the list for both of them. Um, but anyway, Ben Bars lift gates. When you use pure strength to destroy an inanimate obstacle, roll plus strength. On a ten plus, choose three. On a seven through nine, choose two. It doesn't take very long. Nothing of value is damaged. It doesn't take an inordinate. It doesn't make an inordinate amount of noise, and you can fix the thing again without a lot of effort. Uh, so I'm gonna pick. It doesn't take very long, and nothing of value is damaged. Because yeah, you're just breaking a rock, pretty much. Yeah, you do so and kind of break off the front end of this cage, and you see the giant crawfish kind of like still not moving forward. Yeah, I'm gonna like walk up to it and meet it face to face, essentially. How long have you been in here then? Managed to keep yourself alive? That's what all of us are doing. Scrambling, grabbing what we can as it goes by. I'm probably gonna like butt my head against it softly, like against its head. I'm a survivor. So is Renette and Ilric, and I think so are you. How about you come and you survive with us? And I like back up a little, like I kind of like gently nudge it a little bit with my head and then I back up and wait for it to come to me. Just for the particulars, we have never done this move. Please read off the gain of whatever the move is. There isn't one. Oh, there isn't one specific. No, I so the, it, uh, no, the only thing is later you'll encounter more potential pack mates in the world. Work with your GM to create them. They'll need to be convinced to join your pack, and that's not always easy. You can have one pack mate of each role, blah, 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 blah. Again, this to me feels like it falls under potentially tenacity just because that's my pack limit. So that's how I like, you know, and that's what I'm trying to sell. Yeah. Basically. That sounds good to me as well. You know. So do you still want me to roll plus con? Yeah. And I'm assuming I'm not sick anymore either from getting punched. Mm. No, I think you slept (laughs) off the getting the wind knocked out of your sails. That's a 10. I think it moves towards you and then gestures for its big pincers to be unleashed. Right? Because the person who had capped made it captive, had tied the pincers closed. Mm. I'm going to pull out. I have a bone dagger, so I'm going to pull that out and cut the ties on them. And you see it's kind of like have to get its muscular. I mentioned it's stretching its whole self after being in a cage, right? Like it starts with the the claws, and then it like pulls itself up and straightens itself out. And then it probably just scuttles about for a little bit, using its legs again for the first time in a while. Yeah, I think that there's like a slow like building of trust between me and it. So you guys can probably do whatever you want else in this scene while this is occurring. Amara's going to try to fish out. You said there was like a package or packet or something in the fire. He's going to, with uh, the reach on lung terror, try to like fish it out with one of the hooks and spikes on lung terror. Or the big blades that lung terror has on it. Defy danger plus dexterity for this thing. You fish it out, but Lung Terror has these hooks on it. You fish it out with one of the hooks, and like it's a very gentle membrane on the outside as it just kind of sags over the hook and just splits open. It's kind of these nasty, this nastiness from inside of this just kind of spills all over the floor and probably gets on your leg, and it smells horrible. Can I tell what it is? 
or is it doing anything adverse to my leg? I'm assuming it it's is. It's not doing. It's not actually doing anything adverse to your leg. Mm. It just kind of smells bad. It's gonna go af- away after a while. I'm afraid because of the fail. This this magic item. This item gets oh, kind of fucked gotcha. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the this was the liver the liver of a giant toad roasted. Uh, basically, it, it's super foul smelling to humans, but more foul smelling to toads. Uh, if you would have tried to roast this thing near some toads, it would have given you a plus one ongoing oh, a, while you. while within its kind of nasty, putrid, smelly shit. Um, just because of the rolls, I think it just no, kind of yeah. unraveled itself, right? Amar's just going to come back to where I assume Keela is like still trying to coax out her new pet. Is Sanagar back there, or is he... I've gotten bored of watching Keela try to coerce this pet. Are there any usable plants around here? Specifically, I'm looking for, like, I don't know, mushrooms or, or weeds or things I that I could concoct some potions with. Mm, discern realities. That's just not what I was looking for. That's a nine. Ask me these one question. What is useful or valuable? I'm sorry. What is useful or valuable to me? You guys have been traveling for a while. You're getting closer to kind of the heart of the swamp. Yeah, they're just big, engorged mushrooms. I should clarify what exactly I'm trying to do. It's uh, For apothecary, when you have time to gather materials and a place to work, you can craft healing salves. Well, yeah, healing salve, violating toxin, or herbs and poultices. Cool. I I'm I'm aiming to make some more antitoxins. Heck yeah. You were able to find these kind of giant blooming mushrooms. I think that where you're from, you had heard about them and they were small, minute little things that you would have to dig out of the ground, the hard, icy ground. This is twenty times the size you've ever thought you'd see this mushroom. You see flowers blooming. Just, just a, just a, an overabundance of life that I imagine you cut and use for your purposes. I will say that I think this is a good chance for you to activate one of my flags. So I have asked me about a plant, so or ask me to idea plant, so I can make up an answer. This is actually great because you're training this crawdad. Hey, Keela. What? This mushroom looks like something I had back in the fjords. All right. Well, I'm. It's got some mild antiseptic properties and makes a good antitoxin. Is this the same thing? I'm a little busy. Bring it over here. I'll sever one of the stalks of this mushroom and walk it over. I kind of will absentmindedly look at this mushroom, or you know, I give it like a little bit of a glance. Um. So I I wrote this flag not necessarily knowing the best way to handle it, maybe mechanically, because they're all are always actually potentially useful plants or something so do you want me to like spout lore on it that sounds good to me does that, that sound does that work for the table at large i think yeah. so then yeah we'll let's, yeah. Spout, let's yeah. spout some lore and we'll kind of play off of it because i guess all i asked was like is there are there plants around so that's really all we're at yeah so i got an eight these specific mushrooms do you have a kind of similar property the problem is if they don't have a particular kind of like 
growth on them usually just means that they're they have to be like fruiting exactly uh so keila takes a look at it and like what would you say the ones back at your place did they're like antiseptics i use them to make a good antitoxin and i cut off like a chunk of it and like hold it out on the knife like a slice of apple they're not they're not any good like that but they're good for all sorts of things if they're fruiting they do work as an antitoxin but only for ones that are ingested and you have to swallow a bunch of them and then you throw it back up works great for that but only if they're fruiting not like this right yeah yeah that's um yeah i can only sell them if they're fruiting that's no good you just throw it away is it edible lots of things are edible well, i'm not gonna just throw it away you want you want some i mean i've never eaten one i'm just sure that you can eat it should i eat it <laughs> listen you're i mean you're a different species i don't know what do you i'm not a different sp- that's do you usually eat mushrooms just mushrooms yeah like wood ears like they're great wood what wood ears wood you eat wood no wood ears they're a type of mushroom you boil it you fry them a little bit they're great you ever had a wood ear have a, nice, have a nutty taste to it i wouldn't eat it but um I fine don't know. fine i won't eat it well you uh, you can play with it. your fish <laughs> 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 I just throw the mushroom in the grass. <laughs> As you fucking throw it, it like sweeps across the camera and we change scenes. Yeah. <laughs> What's Amar doing before we kind of star wipe? Uh, uh, w- like washing the shit off of himself as best <laughs> as he can, like wiping, pulling up handfuls of grass and just trying to clean himself off. Yeah. It takes a while. You're able to do so, but kind of ineffectual. You can, st- it's, that smell's going to be with you for a, I, a while. I get the, the like, visible stuff off and just, like, still smell like shit. You're going to constantly smell it in the swamp, especially. It'll just help me blend in better. Do you guys want to keep navigating, then? Are we getting back in the boat, or are we going overland now? We're, we're on land now. Oh, we didn't touch on it. What? So you have, we're saying that the the crawdad's in your party now. Yeah, I think once we change scenes, like... Well, I was going to ask, what two members of your party are you going with? Right. And then if we can build that into the scene, I guess, but... Yeah, yeah. So I think it makes sense to me. All right, this is a meta reason, but I think Renette's had kind of a chance to shine, but Ilric hasn't quite yet. So I'm going to stick with Ilric and now Garrid, which is the name of my crawfish. Love it. So I think I want to have a beat as like Garrett is coming around or whatever. I'm going to have Renette like land on my on my hand. Say, uh, Queen, you've led us this far. Um, I think you should go back and visit your sisters. It's been a while since I've given you the opportunity to go and sp- speak with them again. So fly along and I'll call on you soon. And I like kiss the top of her head and kind of like lift my hand up for her to fly away cool i really like leaning into the fact that the so the errand bonus when you like send them away and then you call on them again after a day uh the watcher brings you a useful piece of correspondence gossip or rumor and i love the idea that she's like getting it from her wasp sisters is like uh, great just going and going and checking out the sewing circle and, yeah basically uh, right <laughs> so that's what i'm like leaning into that's actually kind of cute right it's yeah <laughs> yeah 
oh, the wasp is a gossip. That's <laughs> really strange. So I will say that I'm trying to think of a uh, a quirk and a love for Garrod. Yeah. Um, any suggestions? So other quirks, are like glutton I've already used and impulsive I've already used. Stubborn is kind of interesting. He seems stubborn just at the mm-hmm. outset. Um, or or I mean, a brute that's kind of a scaredy cat is is that interesting would be, too. Yeah, that that's would be interesting. That too. would be skittish. What I thought, but it's also like if I have to make a roll every time to convince them to make a roll, you know what I mean? Like, then I'm rolling twice anytime I want to use my brute, and that's kind of a. I mean, you're pain. that's that's just showing a little lack of faith in Zach. I I think in his in how discerning he is in making you roll for things. Because just because he's skittish doesn't mean that he. That's fair. I mean, it could be that it's like if it only matters when it like is actually really dangerous or something. When it counts, yeah, right. I don't when mind it's that. Bigger than him. Yeah, yeah. And he's a he's a big boy. Exactly. Um, but I didn't know if I was you know I'm trying to go off list a little bit maybe. So if you guys have any other thoughts, and also the love, which like never ha- it doesn't even have any like recommendations or whatever. Well, let's. I mean, that, and what I'm trying to build this off of is just like the little scene that we had with him, Maurice. He's obviously been in captivity for a long time. If we can, if we can make him an Alcus to a dog, it seems that he was abused and locked in a kennel, which is why I would say skittish is the one that mm-hmm. makes the most mm-hmm. sense. I do like skittish, and yeah, don't I? I wouldn't have an anxiety about me making a roll twice for that. I'm just gonna make it hurt when it hurts, right? When when it's like when he fails a roll that is to attack or something, and then it like that comes into play. That would yeah. make sense. Um, that's kind of what I yeah. I'm into that aspect of it. If that's how you want to handle it, that's cool. If it's not like, oh, we're getting into a fight and I have to convince you to fight at all. No, I'm not interested in, like, you fight for humanoid people. Like, he will probably kick ass, you know. Okay. Uh, I'm cool with that because yeah, that was kind of my initial thought, too, is that that made sense, but then I wasn't sure. Exactly. So I'm going to go ahead and go with skittish for Garrod. But then he needs a love. Oh, yeah. Apparently he loves salted fish. Oh. Glutton's already been taken. Well, that's well, not. No, no, no. That's glutton, not what glutton means. A, glutton is a quirk. Elric, oh, sorry. Elric loves grooming. Oh, oh, oh. So, and then I've got Renette who loves catch, which is just her getting to stab things. Yeah, like my bats. I had uh, Vesper liked a, a well prepared rabbit. Right. And Chiro liked sleeping. Right. Loves sleeping. I guess that is important. It loves it, not just likes it. What hasn't gotten to use its claws a lot? What if there's something like it likes <laughs> it likes crushing? I was going to say, give them the clamps. <laughs> well, what if it likes, I mean, maybe not walnuts, but that's what comes to mind. Like it likes opening, like cracking walnuts. <laughs> that is kind of funny. What if it likes music? Yeah. <laughs> I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah, <laughs> old, that's yeah. super, that's super old, fun and evocative, yeah. The old guy from the hut played like a lute or something or that's whatever. cool whatever yeah. of this region do we ever talk about what? no we have not talked about it that that would actually be interesting i think yeah i like the idea that it likes to feel vibrations in its sh- and then like yeah, it's carapace uh, right yeah. i like that a lot too so i'm gonna go with music that's interesting you guys are navigating forward on foot as we're traveling <clears throat> unless anybody has like a thing amar is gonna come up next to Sanagar. I would like to say, because I feel like what I figured out is that Garrod likes music and that's kind of how I eventually got him to join my crew. So I'm like probably up ahead of you guys and you guys are walking behind me just because I want to paint this like scene a little bit as we're like kind of walking through this like damp Mm -hmm. ground between mushrooms. And I'm like whistling whimsically. Amar knows Sanagar is a prince, right? Yeah. Okay. 
That's what I thought. I just, I'm like, I'm ninth in line, but yeah. Right. Well, eighth now. Moving on up. <laughs> you are of royal blood, Seneca. How does this Callum Preus II stack up, if you will, compared to your father? Callum Preus is weak and obviously secretive. Froth, even in his weakened state as he is, is more than happy to meet with anybody in the light of day and show his face. I defeat Callum Preus's ego to get him to talk to me. Tell him that I was scared of him. Reinforce his idea that he is still somewhat formidable as a leader, which he obviously is not, given that he has to hide as he does. No, no, no. Even if the sun burned him alive, Froth would walk out before his army. I'm proud of my father for that. He sounds like an admirable man. Very. We never really got a chance to talk about it, but... Your discussion with King Preus, it proved, did it prove fruitful other than the map? I tried to follow up on your questions a little bit, don't worry. There have been some whispers about the tusk, and hopefully they are in the swamp somewhere, but I wouldn't keep my hopes up. He was being candid with you because, well, he has no reason to trust you, and you barged into his throne room demanding respect. Not that I don't approve of your bravado. I thought it best to perhaps put a more powerful man on, on his back foot. The thing was, we were going for a more subtle approach. A gambit like that was aggressive, unnecessarily so. I planned to just poison Mata later. Po poison? No, that would not do. I wasn't going to kill him, just poison him. A little bit. I failed to see the distinction. Sanagar stops in the road. Poison is an underhanded tactic. I will not have of it from a companion of mine. You forced him to prostrate himself before his king and confess to doing his duty poorly. Hey, try to keep up or be left behind. One second! If you didn't expect him to get executed, then why did you do that? Execution is what he deserved. Poisoning is another matter entirely. A man can bravely face an executioner's axe. Poison? It smacks of devilry. What if I told him I poisoned him? He can face that bravely. Amar's mouth opens and closes a few times as he's like... Sanagar is obviously much more subtle of thought than Amar is, and he's sort of stumped Amar. All right, Kilo, we're coming. We'll continue this later. Keela, you know where we're going? I'm pretty sure, yeah. All this swamp looks the same to me. We're getting deeper in now. Things are always a little different every time I come in. But I'm pretty sure that we need to keep heading this way. And as you guys march forward, you begin to see on your right-hand side, further into the foliage, grow a kind of honey-colored mist that hangs in the air. Think of, like, fog, right? Iowa gets a nice, like, when you dip down into the bottom of a, a small hill, you see that fog kind of rise up, right? That's just hanging off to your right-hand side. At a right about that time where that conversation's happening, where we're talking about everything looks the same to you, as you start walking, you start to see cobblestone appear underfoot, and you see kind of the, the front of a 
a strange shrine appear before you. You see a giant snake in its head trying to eat this big ball of fire in front of it. And an entrance. Carved? Yeah. Okay. Is the fire lit or is that also carved? That is also carved. Okay. I can't say that I've never seen that before. Do I recognize the like symbolism of the snake trying to eat the fire? Is that is it like because like Hagash isn't the only god in Pesh. So is that is this like have you done a little research on like God like the expanded world of gods and that type of stuff? I mean, I would it, assume yeah. that he's had some religious training, but I would say we, if, like, you want me to spout lore, then we just figure that out let's after. Let's do it. Let's just spout lore and, like, let's figure it out after. he's very dumb, so I would say probably not, <laughs> but. <laughs> probably not. He got a three, so definitely not. There's a door in front of you. You can go into it. Mm, nice statue. Look at the door. Is this a temple to Avtal? No. Okay. I won't investigate any further. Just We just had Amar rule. I might be misreading this, but it seems like this map says that we have to go through this thing or inside of it. It's not very clear. Maybe the plant's growing on top or... No. Uh, the flower's ways off yet in the map, I'm assuming, right? Is that right? We still have to travel through it. Uh, it, it doesn't say that the flower's here. All right, all right. Um, Still, we'll see what my brother's up to. Amar, maybe you can have a look inside while we wait and uh, keep an eye out out here, unless uh, unless you're too afraid to do so. Afraid? Afraid? Listen, woman, I am a chosen warrior of Hagesh. I fear nothing. And he's gonna put a palm on the door and just push it open. But it pulls, so he has to pull. Fuck, fuck. No, all right, no, that, I, you, you fucking push on her, like, I think it pulls then. He pulls the door open. <laughs> Is it dark inside, or? I mean, yeah. All right, I was just going to say, I'm, like, I have adventuring gear, so. Yeah. I'll just get a torch out. Just real quick on the outside, as soon as Amar walks in. You know, I think he'd jump off a cliff. You told him he couldn't do it. Yeah, he doesn't come across as very bright, does he? No. How long have you have you been with him? A few months now. We stayed off a caravan that was attacking me. He likes to play the hero sometimes, if you noticed. He's not very good at it. Was this back where you're from? A little ways south, actually. On the road here to meet my brother. That's why we're both here. He was looking for the tusk. I'm looking for the flower. What's it like to leave a place you know? I was blessed, honestly, with a sense of curiosity, and that makes it a little bit easier. But I feel fucking lost in this place. There are a few plants that seem familiar, but the sky is even different. It doesn't dance. Had you left before you were looking to help your father with this flower? No, I lived my whole life in the fjords. Well whole life up to this last year. Is he really turning to stone? But your, your magic can't help him. He has stone lung. It's a rare magical disease from the north. Resistant to a lot of my more subtle machinations. I can fix it. I can help it. But 
I need the right components, and that's why I'm here. Hopefully this is the thing that does the trick. We've managed to stay it off until this point. You have things up there that you... Well... If I were to bring them back here, I could sell them, maybe. Oh, yeah. I don't see a lot of snow around here, for example. I've only heard about it in stories. It's never snowed. It just rained, like we got yesterday, and it looks like we might get some more. I wanted to have like a beat of you exploring by yourself because I thought it yeah. was interesting. So, what do I see in here as I'm lighting this torch and going a little deeper? You're starting to see carvings in the sides of the walls as you go forward. You spend a little bit of time looking around. You find quarters for the priests of this temple. You find toilets, two, three, four of them, magnificently <laughs> uneventful. <laughs> I had it written down before we even started this session. Eventually, you get into a larger room, a circular room. And around the outsides are dozens and dozens of strange patterned languages roped up in this giant snake that you can't seem to see the end of by the small torchlight you have next to you. This snake is also carved in, out of stone? It is. It is carved it is carved into the wall, actually. Okay. Where does this place go? Or like do I do yeah. I find like does it continue deeper down? Is it You find in front of you a crack in the wall. An opening. And as you find this crack running along these walls, you look back and centered in this room, just a bit a bit back from where you found that. You find a small plinth with a bowl on top of it. Does it seem magic-y? Somehow that's both discern realities and spout lore, so I'm... Which one are you trying to lean towards? Like, does it seem magic... Get more specific. Yeah, I... I'm definitely going for discern realities because there's no way that Amaro is like, I'm smart enough to know that, like, this is this spell or, like, this is... He's, like, looking to see if there's runes carved into it or if the water's a weird color. Things that he would think are, like, signify magic. Yeah, let's let's roll with the discern realities. Does it sparkle? Yeah, is is it glowing weird? Is it does, is its name when I hover over it just in in blue or gold? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. four. I rolled a four. It's not good. Sanagar and Kila, you guys run in after you hear an explosion. That does not bode well for Amar. <laughs> Wait, an explosion? Yeah. Mm. And you make your way inside. And that is when uh, the camera is following you in this scenario. As you guys go inside and leave the, the big the big stone doors ajar, it does a one eighty again as a, a big a big toad carrying a hammer with big scars across his elbows and his knees rises up out of the water followed by another toad that's like a darker shade of like black with big blue eyes and another toad behind him as well covered in red warts and they silently schlup up and inside of the temple behind you on the inside amar you see a cracking straight above you you see the kind of like stone start to just give way as a little water it starts to come in and fill this kind of circular bowl room you're inside of. What do you do? 
So is the crack that I s previously saw on one side of the room, did it get bigger? Or no. is it a s it's like the ceiling is breaking. The ceiling is starting to shatter a little bit, yeah. I'm going to run back towards where I know the door is, if that is still possible. As you do, you run into your comrade. Oh, uh... Where the fuck are you going? What what happened? The ceiling broke, and now it's flooding. I didn't touch anything, though. Keeler, are we underwater? You would assume not, yeah. No, not here, unless we go downstairs. So the ceiling broke? Cracked, aye. It, yeah. I, don't know. I was also gonna say it's not a heavy rush that's coming in. It's oh, sorry. Okay. It's like a, it's like a, a oh, small stream. When you said flooding, I thought like. Yeah, sorry. I was being a little bit overly dramatic. Okay. This is also a big room. There's a way further in. Keeps going, but I wasn't sure if it'd be if it was going to flood. I, he's pats his armor. Not the best swimmer. I don't think it'll flood. It that doesn't really make any sense to me. It might just be rain from last, from. It might just be rain from yesterday piled up. What else was in there? Some bowl. Uh, could be magic. I don't know. Didn't get much of a look at it. Uh, could, hold on. Could could be magic. I don't know. This place is fucking weird. It's a bowl in the middle of a room. Could be magic. You both daft. Look, you got scared. It's fine. I didn't get scared. We I hurt. made a tactical decision <laughs> to <laughs> retreat and regroup. When it started to rain into a room. You got scared. It's fine. It's fine. Let's go check. It looked like it was going to be more water than that. <laughs> we heard a crash. We followed you in. Let's go check it out. Are you okay? I'm fine. Dwarf. Lead on. Is that an insult? That's just what you are, I think. I mean, he called me a woman earlier. It's not really something to take offense at, I think. He just said it weird. Maybe it's just the way that they talk there. I don't, uh, know. I don't know. But don't worry. Since you're scared, I'll go ahead. Sanagar starts to walk in front. Amar power walks <laughs> to get past Amar. Or to get past, uh, sorry, Amar power walks to get past Sanagar. So you guys are walking forward. Sanagar, I think you make your way to the bowl as Amar gestures towards this kind of giant severed crack before you. This is the way out, maybe, is what he's pointing towards. But you maybe stop at the bowl. What do you do? See, it's a bowl. Is it magic or not? Yeah, what's the deal with this bowl? Spell lore. That's a seven. You see on the bowl a fit like a, think of like a fill line. You know, like a fill line in modern kind of drinking glassware, where it'd be like fill to here and it'd have an actual num numerical value. But instead of that type of shit, instead what you see is the snake rising up and out of like a water. But the 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 below the water is not like right like this. The snake is only seen on the top of that, so it's kind of like creating like a fill line, like as if it's supposed to be rising out of uh, a liquid that's supposed to be placed inside of this bowl, and it's supposed to be blood. 
these type of creatures. That's what they're usually interested in. I'm not sure I understand. There is a, a, a pictogram, a drawing of the snake coming out of the water. Imagine, yeah, imagine. So we got this bowl, but the, the snake is like the, the long, like curvy up, up and down snake, right? It's supposed around. to be how you know how full to fill it, how much blood, right? Yeah. That that that's the that's the simplest answer of it is that it's right it's missing the 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 half that would be plunged below the liquid. So it just you just see the top half of the hump. It's a it's half of the pic it's half of the picture. Yeah, I'm not certain we want this bowl filled, though usually it's blood put in these things. A lot of blood. Yeah. How- Wop. <laughs> You hear from behind you. I mean, Kilo's going to turn around. Looks like we've got company. Maybe we can get some blood to fill this bowl with. I'm going to lower my spear. Yeah, uh, Marg gets his gets lung terror out and starts sort of the, like, singing his battle chant. Ooh, I like that. That's the first thing I actually thought of when you said that. That's really good because that probably, like, hypes Garrett up, too. I like that a lot. It's like the Wolf of Wall Street, like, humming <laughs> chest. Is this taking you by surprise, Sanagar, a little bit? I think I'm perched up on the pole and leaning over and trying to look into it when they come in here. So, yeah, I've, I'm proverbially with my pants down. Love it. Yeah, I'm, I, Amar's going to put himself before, like in front of the other two. Trying to stand in I mean, defense. He's defending. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, roll it. That's an eight. Nice. You have one hold. So I imagine that Eelric, my giant land snail, slides alongside of Kila. And then Garrod sort of is standing next to me, but takes a couple of steps and like seems to like withdraw just a little bit. And Kila's going to lean over and like knock heads with his head. I will say I'm picturing Garrod is fucking huge. Uh, like, you know, a man-sized crayfish. Yeah, I was thinking like a a bike. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna lean over and like butt heads with him again, since that's kind of how we initially connected. Was like head to head and just um, all right, Garrett, you can do this. Listen to Amara's song. We fight together. That's all. I just wanted to set up that beat. Right. I think we're all waiting for them to approach us. You're gonna see the main toad just charge at you. And I suppose he's going to swing at the first person who's going to be a Mar. He's just going to swing that giant battle hammer at you. He's outfitted with armor this time. He's swinging that giant hammer at you. What do you do? I'm going to take the blow on uh, Long Terror's haft and open the attacker up. I'm going to try to pivot him away so that uh, Garrod or uh, Kila has a shot, like an exposed side. Cool, so you're spending your hold, your defending hold? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think you're going to roll a D8 of damage, but they're going to be opened up for the attack. Three damage. 
How is it attacking him exactly? It's got a hammer, right? Yeah, it, it's rolling up and just swinging that giant hammer like in a in an upward uppercut kind of motion across him, and I think it's connecting with lung terror and just sending him not too far away because it's a hefty implement as well. You're a hefty boy. I think it's just, you guys are just kind of clashing and sending you like a, feet, a foot or two. The battle of the big boys. Exactly, and <laughs> right the heft of that is kind of like making him force the follow through and opening up his chest and face. Right. So there's this one and then there are the two other ones. Are they like flanking it on either side of this, this one that attacked in the middle or what's the situation with the other two discern realities? Ooh, interesting. Okay. Mm. Nope. I just see the guy in front of me. That's fine. On the fail, I think you're looking around. You know there must be more. These toad men don't just come out by themselves. There's always more waiting in the background. And as you're searching around, you just take an arrow to the chest uh, on this particular situation. Just roll a oh yeah, just roll a D eight. Of course. <laughs> Is it eight? Yep. Ugh. Ouch. Fuck. I would like Garrett to still be able to take advantage of this plus one, maybe. I think so. Even as if well. I can't, because yeah, I'm yeah, catching yeah, like. Yeah. <gasps> yep. But I think I had convinced Garrett to hopefully attack this guy. So I think. Hell yeah. I think he's gonna leap forward with a mighty claw. Heck yeah. I can't wait to get him training because then he gets messy and forceful. Yours is and a. And I have like a fucking mobile barbarian that just like hangs out with me basically. Yeah, that's pretty great. <sighs> Uh, six, seven, eight, and then the plus one, so nine. So on a nine, it just deals my class damage, and it doesn't get the bonus on the kill command. And the bonus is just out of curiosity. The bonus for the brute is extra damage. Oh, is it? Is it a d six? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, the brute is a really fun. I was just talking about this. I think the beastmaster would be really fun to do as a solo class. Yeah, for yeah, for anybody who's looking for like, how do I play Dungeon World one on one? I think the Beastmaster is a great way to do yeah. it because you're essentially your own party and you're building a really a ton of fiction if you're really thinking about how those yeah your right. mates are made yeah. Five damage, nice. So no, I'm picturing him as like it like slamming it down on him. It's not quite like clamping at him yet. You know, he's just like smashing him with it. With his with his big forearm, uh, and he really gets into this toad. What are you doing, Sanagar? Yeah, I just feel like there'd be a lot of blood that you would actually have to use to fill up this bowl. I know where you get all that blood, though. Oh shit! <laughs> First thing I hear is the sound of this toad's hammer hitting Lung Terror, and I turn around quickly to see Amar beset by this big toad. And the first thing I want to do is get behind this bowl so that I can scope out this area a little bit better. Roll discern realities for me. It's a nine. So yeah, what should I be on the lookout for is, is pretty much what I'm asking. Once you move behind the bowl, you'll see Moftier bright just beyond the firelight. You see the glint of its curved short sword. It seems to be covered in a kind of ichor. The black frog I've described who's going to try and run up on you and stab you. What do you do? I have been studying 
the Toad's language since I got the book earlier. And so I'm going to curse it. Using its language, I want it to be struck blind. Cool. Roll curse. It's called hex, but hex. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, when you utter utter, because it says hex, and then you, when you utter a curse upon a nearby right, when you utter a curse upon a nearby living creature, roll charisma. Which we'll do now. Which would be a six. Oh no! Roll a d6 of damage. Yeah, it's four damage. I don't have any armor, so. And there's a minor complication. You've been poisoned. Well, I could have crafted those damn antitoxins. <laughs> I know. No, I, I, <laughs> when I, that I, all was happening, I was like, oh, I don't oh. know what I'm talking about. No, I know. I also have antitoxins, just not as many <laughs> as I wanted. Because if anybody else gets poisoned, guess who's going to be not poisoned and isn't you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I have an antitoxin. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You took it instead of what? I have two healing potions. Uh, oh. I don't have a shield, and I don't have 22 coin. Two healing potions, and then I have anti an antitoxin, dungeon rations, and poultices and herbs. Very, I have, sal I have salted fish. <laughs> you do indeed. <laughs> she gets stabbed real bad yeah, and so poisoned. This toad just runs me through the gut, and I, I've been poisoned before. Oh boy, I've been here, and I don't know what kind of poison this is necessarily, but I imagine like a, a a slow burning around the wound. Yep, that's what I was totally going for. Yeah, you have the scene, I think. Yeah, I just got stabbed. That's kind of my beat for a minute. <laughs> I think that uh... if you don't got anything, I'm gonna try to clock this toad man. If you want to stay, yeah. If you want to stay on me for a minute, that's totally fine. I, I just, think that's where I'm at. Is that this toad man is just going to bear down on you? What are the rest of you thinking about doing in response to that? Because I'm, yeah, I'm mostly moving towards Keila. Keila like pulls the arrow out of her chest and just like throws it on the ground. I'm still like I'm looking around for whoever shot me. And while I'm doing that, I think I see uh, Sanagar getting stabbed. Garrett, I need you to go help Sanagar. And then I'm going to... Yeah, I mean, I'm still looking for this guy. So Garrett's going to run over and help Sanagar. Because between Amar and myself and Ilric, we can probably handle this current toad. But... I'm not even necessarily super focused on this toad. Like, I'm kind of letting Amar deal with it unless it becomes a bigger issue. I want to know who shot me. So discern realities. You want me to do it again? Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if, like, that, I mean, that's at a certain point. That's it's fine. fine. Ten. Much better. There you go. I mean, uh, yeah, what should I be on the lookout for will be my first question. Yeah, right right outside the light of your fire. But you can hear him shambling his floppy feet around next to the entranceway. Uh, is that is that bow and arrow toad? Okay. I don't know what order you want to handle stuff in. Garrett is going to go punch that toad. I think Amar is attacking this toad. And I am going to throw my spear at this far toad. 
at the bow toad. Yeah. <laughs> Great. The bowed. Um, let's handle Garrod first. Cool. I think that's the most immediate danger. He's fucking shuffling over like the the things in Dark Crystal. <laughs> fucking love that movie. Crawfish chop. It's Iron Claw, by the way. That's a nine. Crabby's a big thing. What? Iron Claw. Crabby Krabby uses Iron Claw. He does. It's and in the, the later games. It's not in the first one. Okay. Is a uh, <laughs> is this a is this just a hack and slash type of move? No, I'm MR? it's is kill command. Like, what's the seven through nine? Kill command. I just deal my damage. Okay. So the way that the move works is on a ten plus I get the kill command bonus. On the uh-huh. seven through nine, I just deal my class damage. Okay. Yeah. You can deal your class damage to cool. this to the black toad. Four damage. Your reinforcements have arrived, Sanagar. I think that Garrett is able to slash the Black Toad back, giving Sanagar relief as it was about to just stab into him again, probably just send him straight to hell. What are you doing, Amar? You're trying to bash him? Are you trying to bash the the toad that's coming at you? Yep. Let's fucking do it. That is a seven. Yeah, roll your damage. That is also a seven. Nice, I like it a lot. How are you going to kill this toad? Just, like, take his face off, basically. With a hammer? Yeah. With, like, long terror. Mace. Yeah. You fucking clean take off this toad's face, and it goes flying. And in the kind of fantasy way, right, it just lands on top of that bowl. Yeah. And it just starts bleeding into the bowl. You guys still have some toads that are trying to accost you. And I think you are going to try and spear. Yeah, I'm absolutely throwing my spear at this at this uh, bow toad. Let's go for it. Uh, is this a volley? Volley, yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if your spear is an ammo or not. It doesn't have ammo, so I just can't select that option. But it's still a thrown weapon. All right, so that's a six. But with the plus one that I get from Discern Realities, makes it a seven. So I snuck it in there, barely. So on a volley, uh, let's see, let's see. I either have to move to get the shot, take what I can get, or take several shots, which I can't select because I'm throwing a spear. Ha, okay, I'm actually super into this. I'm going to take what I can get. Because my spear has messy. Because I paid an ass load for it. So I'm going to like fuck him up somehow in an interesting way. But I'm not going to do enough to like kill him probably. Yeah. That sounds good. So it's a what your D8. It's my D8 damage minus a D6. No damage. (laughs) But it is still messy, which I would like to take advantage of. Not sure how to do that. It's an interesting one. My thought is potentially... How about this? Does he have any armor? He does. Maybe it, like, cuts his armor off or something. Or at least, like, loosens part of it. Like, it's sharp enough to, like... I mean, I already don't have my spear, so that sucks. But 
I I think that would be cool maybe in a way that it would not deal damage but still set up an advantage later. I'm into that as well. Okay. So I think you throw that spear and you hear it kind of like tear into whatever armor he had. You hear a defiant whoop as uh what the audience hears is like the 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 armor like hit almost like he like has a rip cord to like pull it off of himself as he just starts running towards you guys actually pulling what that what the audience sees is him pulling out a, a dagger um he's abandoned the bow and he's just gonna come in for the kill sanagar what are you doing how's this toad look which one the one the one that just stabbed me and then got hit by garrod worse for the wear but you do see on his right like right at his neck area just a nasty like pulsing like putrescence coming out of it and eking down his chest i assume that doesn't matter right that's i think just, i think we've all agreed yeah, cool. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> shoot first ask questions later okay. more to the point <laughs> if this poison takes hold i'm going to die yes with him still standing especially so i don't really have a whole lot of options but to just try to just try to slit his throat. So Garrod scuttles forward and knocks him away from me, and he takes a step back. I'm going to take the opportunity there to pull my dagger and just get him across the throat. Love it. Hack and slash. Nice. That's a 10. Oh, holy shit. Are you going to put yourself in a spot? That is lit- literally putting yourself in a spot for this character makes that better than your class damage. I think the desperation of this moment is is holy. Like, I can deal with whatever else is going to happen, but I need to take this guy out. Hell I- yes. Love it. I fucking love it. Six. Woo. Ooh, tell me how you kill him. Oh, as I just said, I, I, I pull my dagger out from my from its holster on my hip and just just lift it up in an arcing motion and just slice his throat. Oh, yeah. Love it. And he grasps at it and kind of f- falls, oh. flops forward. What's my spot? It's been a little while since this head has been on top of this bowl bleeding into it. You kind of just hear a, a rumbling below you. Let's go to Omar, who has this toad running at you with a dagger. What do you do? Is he running at Omar or is he running at Kila? Ooh, you're right. Um, Kila was the one who hit him. I mean, Amar's right there, yeah. too. Yeah. I think That's he could still that act. That was my yeah. thing. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of them. I just wanted to set up that the stakes was more like on me. It, it probably is a little bit more on Kila. Amar pulls out the spear that he bought for Kila <laughs> and catch and throws it at her love it that's i catch it yeah cat okay don't even roll i will say i try to catch it and i'm just gonna try to skewer this toad yeah that sounds great slash my dice are back on their bullshit that's a four wait that's a three sorry i think for this particular situation I think I was just running at you. I have a beat. 
Elric is hanging out right by me, right? Could he act on my behalf despite an imminent threat? Or alternatively, he could do a trick, which his trick is the protector guards you or another target. They do their best to keep the target safe. Didn't we say before that he was like aggressively defensive? We did, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about him being very protective. Okay, uh, I'm I'm definitely interested in Ilric Ilric doing that. I mean, I think it's on this beat, right? It's sort of like on a you know on a what on a tw- on like my here's my thought on yeah. this breakdown. On a ten plus, maybe like in a way he's like effectively defending, so maybe like takes a blow, but like it's not too bad. On a seven through nine, he's just taking the blow himself, and on the six minus, I'm still getting hit, right? Yeah, that's not that sounds good to me. Let's let's roll with it. It would just make sense since he's still by me, and yeah, his whole totally thing is. is yeah. Defending. Protecting, yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay, so to do the trick, it's plus guile. That's a one, so that makes it a seven. Nice. Yeah, I think he's taking a blunt to this blow. Right, that makes perfect sense. Is that marking marking an injury, right? Yep. For him. Exactly. Yeah, so he he's taking this pretty strong. It's a pretty gnarly blow. Uh, this thing has a dagger, right? So it probably like even like gets him in the foot or something. Yeah, it's dexterously like trying to cut around him quickly. But I think that opens. He do, it doesn't mechanically open him up. But Amar, yeah. what are you doing? This coming in from coming. the fo- like side. Yeah, just smashing this toad. Yeah, yeah, love it. Eleven. Roll your damage. Nine. Woo-hoo-hoo. You were just trying to basically brain this toad. Maybe I on mean, the side of Elric. Yeah, like, it's called lung terror for a reason. Yeah. I'm trying to hit his lungs out of his mouth. This whole kind of scene is happening. You're killing this last frog. And these shakings have been happening. Out from the floor of the room comes a ball in the center of it. This kind of black ball that looks like it kind of has the galaxy inside of it. And up from the floor rises a giant snake with one normal eye and one eye of a similar uh, like make of that ball that's stuck in its socket. Yeah, use one coin for ore and breakfast. I'm not spending my coin on this fucking ore. You that's can fund e- that yourself, fool. That's an expensive ore Super and expensive. very expensive breakfast. <laughs> What's going for I wasn't both? actually going to worry about, like... That's a lot for yeah, both yeah. of those. That's pretty right. true. A, a, a literal stick and, like, a pancake. It was carved by my grandfather. Oh, go fuck. <laughs> He's talking about the pancake. This is an old-ass pancake. This is an artisanal ore. <laughs> all right? I am telling you, this is 100% fucking swamp scavenged. You should know you scavenged the wood for me when I made it. Fuck, you know there's like a fucking craft pancake place in Portland or something. We had to buy shit. fucking grass-fed pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to Godspeed, you brown pancake. What can I get for you? (laughs) 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 I want that to be a place. Uh, if only the dream can live on. That <laughs> uh, would clean up at the farmer's market. Just so oh, yeah, no way it wouldn't. I would put fucking riddle me this out of business. God. <laughs> I just think I just connected with childhoods on that uh, joke. It's what actually yeah. happened. Yeah. It's me a pure gut. <laughs> You're like, fuck, I love God's being you black emperor. Okay. I really love their pancakes, but the music's so depressing <laughs> that it's like hard to enjoy my morning. It's <laughs> a segment about I'm talking about pancakes for like five minutes. <laughs> so I got a, a big the grill's pancake. on fire, and there's no <laughs> one. <at the laughs> I reach in my there's, pocket. And there's no one at the spatula. <laughs> I love that. I reach in my pocket, and maple syrup comes out. <laughs> I mean, it's like so close to good. It's <laughs> like, like, like cutting it up, but I just can't stop. I don't get it? <laughs> I said, "Kiss me." These are surely the batter days. <laughs> oh Christ! Oh, yeah, yeah, we're really there. <laughs> I was thinking of the later one. I so I went to that pancake <laughs> house and I said, "Screw you! I'm going to the other pancake house." And I paid my fine and left. I'm a big fan of Godspeed. <laughs> Apparently, you got yeah, way, you got yeah, way yeah. deeper no, into this than me. Yeah. Here's the thing: is I'm 100% on board no. with what you're what you're <laughs> speaking. Uh, huh, recoup. You're welcome for that stinger. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely gonna be the stinger. <laughs>